The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. You're listening to the Underdog Sports NBA Show. With host Tyler Laurie and Zandrick Ellison. Brought to you by Underdog Sports. Tune in every week as Tyler and Zan recap the biggest storylines and news in the NBA. Welcome to episode 255 of the Underdog Sports NBA show. I am Tyler Laurie and I'm joined as always by my co-host out in Austin Reeves land, Zandrick Ellison. Zan, how are you today? I'm doing well. We, we missed a lot. You know, we took a week off and... Basically, the entire off season happens. I I do want to say it wasn't really a week off. There, my whole family was on uh, IR basically, flu like symptoms for easily a week. It's pretty pretty miserable. Don't have kids. And as of this recording, though, we still don't know where Damian Lillard's going. We think he's forcing his way to Miami. We're not sure about James Harden. That might be more mixed. But we can react to basically the draft, the free agency, all the trades, everything. I think we need to react to Portland first, right? Like, I think it's all sort of like intertwined in terms of Portland. So we we had planned to record last week and then my kids got sick and I was home alone, you know, and it was, it was tough, right? It was really hard. But Portland signed, I mean, I don't know about you, Zan, but like the Jeremy Grant deal was like truly like one of the most shocking contracts I've seen in a long time. I remember like arguing with you about Gordon Hayward a few years back with Charlotte when you were like, he's going to get a hundred million. And I was like, that'd be crazy. But like, it's not that crazy. If you had told me that Jeremy Grant was going to get $160 million, I think I would have like found another partner for the show. Like well, that's, I, that's how bad I think that deal is. And like, there's, then, there's multiple problems with it. Well, so one, he's not worth that amount of money, right? Like, it doesn't right. matter. Like, it, it literally makes no difference. Their team's not good enough with him and Dame. But then, like, legitimately, I don't even think it was a full 24 hours after that deal gets agreed to, Dame says he wants to trade. And now if you're Portland, like, you're, you're sitting here and you're like, uh, okay. But then to top it all off, Portland probably got a little lucky in the draft and Charlotte took Brandon Miller and it probably... I would say maybe it lucked Portland into getting, you know, the second best long-term prospect, even though Scoot fits worse with Dame and Simons. But, like, it's it's just like now that you're Portland, like, what do you do? You have to move Dame, right? You can't keep him anymore. But he's got a four-year deal. I think he gets, like, $65 million in his age 36 season. I, I don't know. I don't really know what they do. And he just wants to go to Miami. And like Miami's packages are like mostly salary cap dumps, unless you want Tyler Hero really badly, which I can't imagine they do. So like, what is going on? Yeah, you you covered a lot. And I think the key issue is none of this is unexpected. Like you knew going into the offseason that you'd have this crossroads. Other than the Jeremy Grant contract. But I agree with you. Like it's No, but like that's the thing. It's like you – Scoot Henderson – whether he should have or not, falling to three was not surprising. Like, you knew that was a strong possibility. It could, it could happen. That's exactly right. Yeah. It could happen. And then you have this guy who's clearly should be like your lead guard along Dame Lillard. That was never going to make sense. So it's like, what do you do? You you can't let that happen if, you, if your plan is to keep Lillard. You know, it's like you right. have to either move up or move down or something. Or trade Lillard, trade Scoot, whatever. And then... 
you have this youth movement problem. And then to follow that up with this Jeremy Grant contract, which is makes sense only in the context of it's like a package deal and Damian Lillard demanded it. Yeah. Like otherwise, cause I, I think it would make sense if it was like, remember a couple years ago, like Denver signed and extended Aaron Gordon. Right. And I think the money seemed a little bit much at the time. Same thing with like the Michael Porter contract, but like they felt like they were pretty close. Right. Yeah. Portland, you you probably don't give Jeremy Grant this amount of money unless you think that like he's the missing piece, which first of all is impossible because it's Jeremy Grant. But second of all, like they're yeah, so far a away player, from- but like the, the problem is like this is the kind of contract you'd give to somebody who is like an up and coming guy and you hope he like grows into it like Andrew w- giving Andrew Wiggins a max before he deserves it. Right. Yeah, that's and right. I like, that, hope that's- he'll get there. But Jeremy Grant's been on multiple teams. He's 29. He's a good player already, but like he's sort of maxed out and he's I mean, most likely like going to hit the wall in a couple of years. So now you're on the hook for, you know, paying him $30 million 20, after that. He's 29, right? Like he's going to yeah. be, he's going to be 33 when this or 34 <laughs> when this contract's over. Like it's, it's hard to imagine that this doesn't just become a salary dump, right? Like this, this deal reminds me a little bit of um, when Charlotte gave Nick Batum the big deal from Portland. Mm-hmm. And like, it was like, okay, like it's tenable at the start. And then all of a sudden you're just like, this is going to be really bad. But so now Dame wants out and Portland's in a situation where like, like I said to you, you know, they agreed to this deal during the moratorium. Like I would, uh, you would have backed out. I, I mean, I said that to you. And then I thought about it and you sent me this weird Taylor Swift, like YouTube <laughs> thumbnail of her song karma. And I was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe that is the right way to do things. And if you're Portland, like Joe Cronin is probably going to get fired anyway. Right. Because like, you know, you tried to go all in on Dame for like two years. It didn't work, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, if you're Portland, like the easiest thing would to do would be like, hey, our situation's different. But you cost Jeremy Grant probably $80 million in that yeah. sense. And that's really hard to ever. It doesn't matter if it's just Joe Cronin. Like you said, it's really hard to ever have a free agent take you seriously on the negotiation period. It's just like, agent- this is what I don't get about the Damian Lillard situation. As I kind of alluded to, it's like, look, you're in this long-term partnership with Lillard. Are you not talking to him? You're not communicating about your draft pick. You're not communicating about this Jeremy Grant contract. Like, remember there was like, like remember there was like the Instagram live or TikTok where he was in Miami and like Will Smith's like Miami was playing in the background and and he like went yes. live on Instagram and everyone was like, oh my god, he wants to go Miami. And then Dame was like, no, why would I want to do that? I'm not the type of guy that forces a trade. That was only like 48 hours before this happened. <laughs> Maybe it's he crazy. saw the, the Jeremy Grant contract and was like, all right, that's it. That this guy, get these guys here. don't know what they're doing. Um. The scary thing too is like you're more player empowerment era than I am in terms of favoring it, but like demanding a trade, I think everyone can kind of maybe at this point like bite the bullet and live with that as our reality. But this is like him trying to pull a Bradley Beal situation without the no trade clause, where he's like, "You're only sending me in Miami," which you've outlined is not a good trade partner for multiple reasons. Part of the reason is like I think Portland would be fine being like. Look, just take Dame. Let's just wash our hands, clean slate. Right. You could maybe, take, maybe get a draft pick or two, but you, we're happy you, to get off the contract. You could literally, you could take Dame, right? You could trade Dame for Kyle Lowry, who's expiring, right? And at about like 30 million, you could get an asset or two, and then you'd probably need one more salary. Maybe you like, maybe you turn that Oklahoma City deal in with uh, Victor Oladipo into a three team trade and then like throw a second to Oklahoma city is like, a, you know, thanks for including this or Miami throws the second because you're the one giving them Dame. Like they could do that, but it's but like, problem, do you yeah, really the problem is want like a salary dump? Like, I don't even mind that. I think the problem is like, they're looking at it. Like the only way to make it like an asset is like Tyler hero 
who I don't think they just want, they don't no, want they're just not, on it, long-term money and it doesn't make sense. Clogs their backcourt again. Like he and, has to Tyler Hero has to have the ball in his hands, right? And it would be yeah. really interesting to see how Tyler Hero plays with Dame and Jimmy. I think you put him back as a six man, which he doesn't want to do, but I, I mean, I just don't see like I'm very confident Miami's gonna get the deal done because that's just the way this goes, right? But it it's it's weird. Like I, I don't know what well, it's gonna be. And then look the like. other piece too, it's like you'd think like, okay, as long as we're throwing in salary, deadweight salary, it would be great to throw in Duncan Robinson. But the problem is He's on the books for three more years. There's no, there's no way Portland wants that deal. That's he's, he's yeah. got like sixty million left on his contract. Like the deal that makes the most sense. I don't know if it actually makes the most sense, but the deal that makes a lot of sense, right, is Dane to Philly, Harden to the Clippers. Clippers like contracts that they don't want, like you know Norm Powell, Marcus Morris. Maybe you throw in like a young wing and some picks to Portland, but like. None of those teams have draft picks. Like the Clippers have like yeah. one first round pick. The Sixers next first that they can trade is like 2030. So it's like. I think the ultimate resolution is going to be. He's going to go to Miami. He's going to go to Miami, force his way to Miami. Although, you know, a lot of times when it's like this long protracted process, like negotiating through the media, there's always like another team that like swoops in at the last second and the deal gets done right away. And you're shocked by it because they're not negotiating in the press. Like the Christos Porzingis deal. Did you hear rumors of that before it happened? I didn't. I mean, we heard a rumor about it like the day that it was going to happen. And then all right. of a sudden it did. But this thing with Dame, like. Dame may be able to push a title contender. Maybe if he goes to Miami, like it's interesting. They'd be really good, right? They'd be kind of fragile. They'd be a little bit smaller than they probably still want to be. They also, you know, they lost Max Struess. They lost Gabe Vincent. Like those were big pieces. Yeah. So you know, you replace Gabe Vincent with Dame. That's better. Kyle Lowry's not going to be there anymore. Like they'd be different, but they'd be more talented. But like, I don't think Dame and Philly makes them better than they were with Harden. And then like, I don't even know. I guess the Clippers, like Dame, Paul George, and Kawhi. Like, yeah, that'd be pretty great. But like, what are the odds that any of those three guys stay healthy? <laughs> like, well, you know, I wrote a little thing. Let, let let me get your take on it because at the point that I wrote on Reddit, there was I actually think Damian Lillard would be happier in Brooklyn than Miami. Oh yeah, Brooklyn is the one that's the better package. That's I, I meant to bring those up. But anyway, yeah, go I mean, on. this is my argument. Let me tell me if you agree or disagree. Certainly, Portland would prefer to deal with Brooklyn because they have picks and they have young players and they have everything. Yeah, but I think Lillard would be happier in Brooklyn for these reasons. Number one, like as you alluded to, like I think Miami is right now. You're buying on a high. Like they made the finals kind of flukily. You know, they had a their regular season. They were a negative point differential team. Like, I don't think this team is, like, one of the top four teams in the league. And certainly if Damian Lillard goes there, they become that. But you're setting the maybe bar we, maybe we Maybe we should be judging Miami off their playoff performance the last five years rather than their regular season performance. Although they've I mean, had maybe. pretty good. They regular. barely made the play in, though. They did. You know? They did. They got they... swept in the first round. And so if I'm Damian Lillard, like, the bar is set. Like, this team made the finals last year. So if you lose in round two, you lose in round three with this team, you look, you look like, like a loser. Versus if you lose in round two with Brooklyn, it's sort of like, okay, you did your best. I so like think, I think it's like you're you're paying top dollar for this, this you know, merger here. So um, the comments that I have on that, like first of all, I have separately told you that like I am annoyed by the way that this is being framed in the media, which I don't like to like get triggered by things that I can't control all that often, although I do plenty. But like Dame has this like reputation 
as like this like culture builder, you know, this, he, he only cares about winning. He works out in silence. He doesn't post on IG. Like he'd never asked to be traded blah, 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 blah. blah. And that's fine. I, I totally agree with that. That's, that's been his image. However, now that he's asked for a trade, there's this whole deal about how like Portland made Dame do it. Like, he, you know, he waited so long, like he tried to give him as much as they could. And like, that's just bullshit to me. Like if he wants to get traded and he wants to play in Miami, which I do think would be the best fit for him in terms of like what he's about and what the culture is there and what that franchise is about as annoying it is, as it is to say that I think he'd be a perfect fit with what they do. I think they'd be excellent. I just don't think it's, it's, this is Dame Lillard trying to like force his way to a specific team after he signed a contract and portrayed himself in a certain way. And like, yeah, I agree. You're going to Miami after they made the finals. Like how great is that? But I, I just don't agree that Dame shouldn't be criticized. And I don't think Portland should be held hostage by this. Like I think well, wait, let me Portland should, I think Portland should be looking for the best deal in Brooklyn. Sure. But let me go on with this, this list because you, you only got through one of three. So I agree, like his best chance to win the title next year is probably in Miami, right? But even that is like 20 to 30% chance, you know, based on like the favorite. I don't even think it's that high. Like you're saying like it's four to one, like like, I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. But let's just say it's, you know, even that high, 80% chance of losing, 80% chance you look like a total failure for this because you went to a stacked, perceived to be a stacked team and lost. I mean, the other thing that I I would be scared of if I'm Damian Lillard in Miami is sort of past this year past the next year because jimmy butler's 33 the last four years i did the math he's averaged 61 games per regular season out of 82 sounds about right and he he did look like he wore down in the playoffs even so like you're you're betting on a guy who's already 33 turning 34 in september how long does jimmy butler have and then if he only has a year or two that's your window um and then meanwhile brooklyn you know, if you keep Mikel Bridges, he's 27. He's not even 27 yet. He's turning 27. Cam Johnson's 27. Nick Claxton's 24. They have decent wings, you know, Dorian you do, Smith and Royce O'Neal. You do know that they're not going to keep, if, if he goes to Brooklyn, which I think is unlikely, they, they don't get to keep Cam Johnson Everything. and Mikel Bridges. Like, it just doesn't I, work. I don't know. I think they could deal, you could talk about Ben Simmons' salary. You could send to somebody, maybe, or yeah, maybe, maybe next maybe, year. Or so maybe Portland. Maybe we talked about this. Maybe Portland would would think that Ben Simmons was a worthwhile gamble. I can see though that I like, can see him like preferring. We, we talked about it privately. Like Ben Simmons oddly fits on more teams than Tyler Hero, just because it's like he doesn't need the ball necessarily to be effective. No, and as but silly I, as it sounds, like he's a good you, defender. Obviously, let me ask you this though: like, do you want Ben Simmons around Scoot Henderson and Shaden Sharp? Um, and, I, and I think that matters quite a bit, to be honest with you. Well, I was thinking from, like, let's say your team like Charlotte. It kind of fits with like Lamelo types and just sort of playing defense. And it, the problem is, it's hard to play Ben Simmons with other non shooters. Yeah, you you basically have you basically have to play. You need like three and a half shooters, right? Like yeah. the worst shooter needs to be like your five man, and he needs to be like an Embiid level shooter. <laughs> but the great thing about Ben Simmons' contract now, oddly, is. It's ridiculous. It's like forty million a year, but it expires yeah. after next season, which yeah. is at least shorter than the Duncan so, Robinson. Times. So if you if you made that deal, you could literally take it's it's somewhat of a low risk. I would say like it's high risk in the sense that you bring Ben Simmons in and he could do some damage in your locker room for sure. But you got a year to figure out like all right, let's let's take a shot on this guy who truly was like you know we joke about this all the time, but like he was a generational type prospect in terms of how he was viewed at the time, right? Yeah, definitely. I know nobody's you know Wemby is Wemby, but like Ben Simmons was considered an elite prospect 
coming out of high school and even out of college. Uh, you know, I know there were some signs at LSU that maybe this is the guy that you were going to get, but then he was a really good player in the NBA for like four years and then he was dead. So, but I think you can gamble on that and it's low risk in the sense that like you're trading Lillard anyway. Right. So Ben Simmons might be the best Ben Simmons might be the most talented asset you could get in return. Although he is very clearly a depressed asset. No pun. Yeah. I I think Portland's going to look at it and be like, look, we just want to get off the money, get a couple draft picks, let our young guys shine. Cause I, I told you too, like, the only way they're keeping their jobs in Portland after this sort of mess is if their jobs. Well, if like <laughs> clear the way, give Scoot Henderson a clear lane to you know score twenty points a game, and he wins Rookie of the Year. I don't think like he can score star. I don't think he can score twenty points a game. I think right now, right now, right now, I don't. I don't think. Well, but like that's sort of like the way to keep your job. Where it's like, hey, look, I built around Scoot, and it turns out that worked out. Let me keep my job. So what if you for- try to like throw in Tyler Hero in there or Ben Simmons in there and they're they're kind of no one looks like a superstar, then that's sort of like what's all right. So point? let's say let's say your deal, your your options are are Brooklyn's package and Miami's package. Like Brooklyn is Ben Simmons and some picks. Miami is Kyle Lowry, some picks. Like essentially you were doing this as a salary dump. Yeah. Brooklyn's deal is slightly better. Maybe maybe you get Cam Johnson or not not Cam Johnson. Cam Thomas. Cam, Johnson. Cam Thomas in the in the Brooklyn deal. But like, let's say that's your that's your 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 two choices. Do you take the shot? Like, does Portland owe it to Dame to send him to right. Miami? I think like the great example I think we were talking about is like, let's say the packages are almost identical, but you get an extra an extra first, know, yeah, yeah, extra eighteenth pick, or maybe, something maybe, that's maybe like you, nice, maybe you but... also save like. Maybe you also save like five million dollars because you know you have to take in, you know, up to like Miami has taken one hundred twenty five percent. So does Brooklyn. So like maybe maybe you end up saving some money on the other deal too. Yeah, I would probably if it's just like a minor asset like that, like a mid first rounder, I would probably just let Dame do what he wants. Just be like, look, you know, sort of like make Dame the bad guy in a way, or be the bigger person. Where it's just like, all right, fine, you were here for twelve years, eleven years. You can go where you want. It's fine. I, I mean, do, we'll be okay. We're. I do want to. I do want to ask you this question about Damian Lillard, and then we'll move on. But this, this to me was the biggest story because, like, it, it's going to inform. There were a lot of. Although I have another, I have another interesting topic about it based on my Reddit articles. I don't want. Well, I don't ask you. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Because I thought this was really interesting. Because Damian Lillard's probably leaving Portland, right? Is that fair to say? Um, I would be. I would be stunned if he played a game in Portland. Although okay, I do he, think if they get to the training camp and he hasn't been dealt yet, like he's the kind of guy that will show up. Like he won't put on a fat suit like James Harden and like try to detonate his way out there. He would probably just come and play. But this is what's interesting. So now did Damian Lillard, is he the greatest Portland trailblazer ever? If he I, leaves now and let me give you the choices and the stats to back it up. So Damian Lillard, if he leaves now, will have been there 11 seasons, seven all-star games, he is the best offensive player statistically by the team, highest in offensive win shares, um, highest total scorer for the team, even though he played about 100 fewer games than Clyde Drexler, who's another candidate. So, And it's very similar situations. Clyde Drexler played 11 and a half years, you know, made eight all-star teams. Clyde Drexler's offensive stats aren't quite as good, but better defender, better postseason success as a team, made the finals twice with the Trailblazers. Or do you say Bill Walton, who is the only one to win the title with the Trailblazers, he won MVP, but literally only played four seasons. Yeah, it's definitely not 
unfortunately for Bill Walton, it's it's definitely not Bill Walton. I, I would say that. It's uh, a good question. I would so say Drexler I, or Lillard. I would say Drexler is their best player. Like you said, there's some sustained postseason success there. Um, you know, for a good while, Drexler was considered the second best shooting guard in the NBA. And while I I do think you're going to tell me that like Dame was second best to you know, Steph Curry, I think there have been better guards than Dame. You know, like, I think you could argue a different, like, I think James Harden is better than Dame personally, uh, but I think well, you can argue. Even Chris Paul. You Chris Paul was or... better. Russ was better. I just don't think that, that like, like, I, my, my biggest problem with Dame, and, like, I don't I don't know why this bothers me so much, but, like, Dame has this, like, reputation as this, like, super mega, like, amazing star, and for some reason he's, like, immune to criticism of, like, he's really accomplished very little in terms of like team success and individual success for that matter. Right. Like he's had some big scoring seasons. He's had some, you know, he scored 70 in a game. He had a couple of huge playoff games, but like he won rookie of the year. He's been first team all NBA, I think once and a couple other, I think he's five times all league, but like they've made the conference finals one time. I, I yeah, mean, Dame has never been top three MVP. Like, like maybe Dame's a top 10 player in the NBA at his peak. Maybe he was top five one year. I don't know. But like, in terms of like what we see and what we require of our superstars in the NBA now to like talk, like, like think about the discourse on James Harden, right? And he's had way more success than Damian Lillard has, both as you a know, team. you're right. But you know, what's funny about that, and it's sort of be careful what you wish for because Harden is now underrated because he went and chased rings. Yeah, yeah and of course, get it. And but but I'm just I'm just saying, like, in terms of like who. Damian Lillard is like I just think for a guy that's like considered you know he made like the top 75 all-time list mm-hmm. and like Dwight Howard didn't like but to me like tell me I'm wrong like the, really the most I think the most similar like corollary to a guy like Dame is maybe Carmelo Anthony that like yeah. he just fair. Sc- they scored a ton players think they're great which they are great this is not a knock on Dame or Carmelo but like They've never really won anything, and they're always considered to be one of the best players in the NBA. But like, ultimately, like Melo had to listen to it all the time. Like, you can't win with him. You couldn't win with him, and ultimately, you couldn't. And he won in college, at least. But Dame has really accomplished like very little that we expect from our superstars. And so, I'm interested yeah. to see if the discourse is going to turn on him. I think it definitely will. Like it, and it sort of depends on like, people who left for rings. Like it worked for LeBron. It did work for KD in the sense that they won. Yeah, they won rings. It's and, it's sort of backfired in a way that he would never yeah. understand. And now he's jumping on like Twitter spaces to defend himself. And the one that the Jason best Mack. one, if you're Damian Lillard, you hope it's most like Kevin Garnett. Like that worked out. Yeah, that's that's the, one at least one. You know, yeah, that's kind of the exact. More, but, that's kind of the exact way that you you want yeah, this to work. But you, right? don't you don't want even, it to be, you know. Dwight Howard leaving. You don't want it to be James Harden leaving Houston. You don't want it to be Vince Carter leaving. You don't want it to be Gary Payton going to chase rings towards the end. He I didn't. Mean, he got. Deal. He got there. With, I was thinking of him on the Lakers with the Heat. Know. Ironically, Carl Malone, same deal. Like that's not what you're. You're not looking for that. Well, that the Gary Payton one made me think of something else. That was my last argument about Damian Lillard might not be happy in Miami. I don't know if you agree with this. Maybe Dame's built different. But Great isn't it going to be hard to go from being the franchise player? For 10 years, the coach, they let me pick the coach or weigh in on the coach. They let me weigh in on who the next GM is. They consult me on everything. I'm the king. To go to Miami where you're one of three stars and the coach has a lot of power. The GM has a lot of power. I I think Miami is a perfect fit for Dame. You think culturally? Culturally. I just really do. Like, it's Jimmy's team, right? Playoff Jimmy is a real thing. But like, 
he doesn't take credit, right? Like Kyle doesn't take credit. Bam doesn't take credit. Like they want to be respected, but like you see him, they go at it with Eric Spolster. You're telling me Kyle Lowry doesn't take a lot of credit for this recent run after playing a solid 15 minutes a night? I just mean in general, the way the players they have there operate is that it is truly a team culture. And I think Dame fits into that, right? Like I'm not going to defend Jimmy Butler for his antics in Chicago and Minnesota. And then now the way that he's kind of like, remembered the him leaving Philly and how they chose Tobias Harris over him or they chose Ben Simmons. And it's like, all right, man, this didn't happen. But Jimmy Butler had a hard time in Minnesota because, like, you know, it was Carl Towns. And, like, he and Kat's not a guy that, like, necessarily always wants to win. And, like, it, it's just who he is. And Dame will go in there and just kind of – that's his personality. Like, I do believe, as annoying as it is to hear Dame get defended all the time, I do think Dame would fit in very well with what they are, that it's a team atmosphere and he just – he just wants to win. And like you show up there and that's what everybody on the, that team wants to do. Maybe Tyler Hero doesn't. I don't know. He, he's kind of an interesting <laughs> cat in that mix. But he did like, take the heat off his Instagram, I think, bio. Tyler Hero did. I saw. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's, well, let's ask this. Let's transition. So talk about the free agency moves. and Hold on. Do you think agents. he's going to get traded to Miami? Yeah, I do. It just seems like it always goes that way, the player's way. It really does. Who's the last guy that like wanted a trade to a specific team and didn't get it? Kyrie maybe wanted to go to the Lakers and they were just like, no, absolutely not. Yeah. And, but it's, it burned those teams that, you know, took bought that Boston took him. Mean, he came a year, good year or two maybe, but, um, and then what's his face? Uh, I mean, Anthony Davis wanted to go to the Lakers that worked out. Yeah. Kevin Durant wanted to go to Phoenix for some reason that may work out. We don't know yet. Right. Yeah. But Kyrie twice. Cause they traded him to Boston. Without- James Harden wanted to go to Brooklyn. They got that done. And then it seemed like he wanted to go to Philly. It did seem like you wanted to go to Philly. You got that. Uh, done. Okay, let's let me ask you this. So let's say it happens. It goes to Miami for Hero and picks. I don't think it'll be Hero, but okay. All right, but maybe Hero goes somewhere else. But uh, oh, yeah, fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. So does that change the balance of the power in the East? Because you're talking about last year, Milwaukee was the one seed. They added Malik Beasley and a little extra shooting, retained everybody else. Solid, a little old of roster. Boston made the big move, trading Smart for Porzingis. I don't think we've talked about that yet. Boston, and we did talk about that, but Boston traded Philly, Philly basically is dead pat so far. Yeah. So Boston trades for Kristaps Porzingis. He's getting paid 36 million. And then they just agreed to a two-year $60 million extension on top of that. So they've got three years of Porzingis, who is an infinitely better player than Jeremy Grant, for uh $60 million less. Pretty unbelievable business by uh Boston, I would say. But I think Boston's the best team as currently constructed. I don't want to say that I think that like not having Marcus Smart will cripple them because I, I I don't know how it'll go, right? Marcus Smart's going to Memphis. I think that's a good fit for Memphis. I think Memphis did quite well. Smart is under contract for another three years. Boston gets back Porzingis. Um, I think that buys them a, a, a lot more lineup versatility because it's very clear that Horford can't play as much anymore. And then instead of re-signing Grant Williams, they, re-signed, they signed O'Shea Brissett which I think is a pretty good fit for kind of like another longer wing who can play the four. And then they also signed Delano Banton, who I think is a very interesting guy. I think I told you to put him in your 99 cent store guys, if I remember correctly, yeah, you did. but I, I think Boston is very good. And then I do think Milwaukee, they ran it back. Um, Middleton opted out and then took less per year, but got a three year, hundred million dollar deal. I think that's probably a bad deal at the end. I don't know what he's got left in the tank, but they did sign Malik Beasley, who is a playable wing rather than like rolling it back with like, hey, we got Wes Matthews and he can play a lot of minutes. But I still think those two teams are as good 
or better than yeah, Miami. I would be so much more excited. This is obvious, but if Malik Beasley didn't play so badly for the Lakers and they didn't seem to trust him at all, because on paper, he's the guy who's going to jack seven threes, eight threes a game. Yeah, he's like your Pat Connington. Like, he's a perfect yeah. fit on paper, but he's just not. Like a better version of Bryn Forbes. Remember when they had Bryn Forbes? Um, but they lost They lost Javon Carter, which I think matters. They lost yeah. Joe Ingles, which I don't think matters quite that much. But then they signed Robin Lopez, re-signed Jay Crowder, but, like, my man is washed. So, I don't know. And Giannis is hurt. So, so maybe you're saying, I agree. I think Boston's the best team in the East. The next tier, Milwaukee. Miami with Dame and Philly. I think that I think both Boston's like how about this? I think Cleveland is better than Philly currently. Whoa. They did well. They added Max Strews. Yeah, that was a great were you surprised to see that contract? People were critical. You were critical. I I thought it was fine. I think they just really needed a shooter. I think it's fine too, as I look back on it. But yeah, so they signed Max Struess. I believe it's four years, 63 million. So it's healthy, but I agree. I don't think it's horrific. 15, 16 million a year. It gives basically, them a chance. Basically gave the same deal to Karis LeVert, but for two years, I think that's fine. Uh, I thought George Niang made a lot of sense. They need shooting so badly. And so for a lot of teams, I don't know that I'd pay 8 million a year for George Niang, but I think it makes sense for them. And then they signed Ty Jerome kind of as their backup Point guard, he and Donovan Mitchell played AAU together. They're friends for a long time. Maybe they're trying to make Donovan happy. Ty Jerome's a good locker room guy. I think Cleveland is pretty good. I really do. See, like, I would put them more in like the Knicks camp. Knicks signed DiVincenzo, as you said. Like, I think that's sort of the middle of the of the playoff bracket. And then I would think, I'm surprised Atlanta hasn't done more yet. I don't know if they have more moves in the tank. I don't have any money. Yeah, they traded away John Collins, but there's still problems there. Yeah, I think I think Cleveland because. Here's the thing, like, I'm not going to evaluate Philadelphia as if James Harden's going to be on their team. I think there is some chance. I think there is a small chance that Daryl, like, apologizes to James Harden and, like, gives him yeah, an extension. I think, so I, th- I think that exists. I don't think it's a 0% chance. I do think that it's very clear that Philly has taken the business side of these negotiations as I think it was even more increased, increasingly clear that Philly tampered last year, of course, and sort of gave Harden like a quick pro quo, like you take less this year and we'll make it up for you. And then kind of told James in his camp, like you go out and figure out what's out there. And then, then we'll kind of talk about it. And I think that pissed Harden off and that's why he opted in and was like, I'm going to opt in. And now you, you've got to either trade me or whatever, but you're going to pay me this money. And I'm surprised at that because it did seem like Maury probably wouldn't act that way, but it sounds like he's definitely taken a hard line. So I think there's a chance that they're like, Hey, there's not a great option here. And we can't trade you. But here's a question. I'm going to assume that they get this done to the Clippers. I'd be surprised if they didn't. Talking think. about the playoff field, teams that will be trying for the playoffs include, seems like Toronto, seems like Chicago. Are you ready to anoint the Indiana Pacers 35 and 47 last year? Do you think they're going to make the playoffs so, to recount their moves? They signed Bruce Brown for 20 million a year. I think only the first year is guaranteed. 22 years, 45 million, right? I think the second, second year is a team option. Yeah, correct. So and no matter what, it. even if it's an overpay, they can use it as a big deal. On a yeah, trade I think that's to. fine. And they had cap space. They, Extended you know, Halliburton in. seems totally fine. I think he's a max guy. Their their weakness is forward. They brought in Obi Toppin and Jarius Walker, who could be at least a playable guy maybe. Uh, were you surprised to see that the what best Obi could get was two seconds? Yeah. 
Although I, I never really liked him just because you bashed him always in college. I think but... he makes a lot of sense as a small ball five. And I think in this Indiana team with like, I don't know, with Miles Turner and Buddy Heald and a lot of shooting around him in the way that Tyrese Halliburton plays point guard, I think he makes sense here. And Rick Carlisle's their coach. I, I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah. So do you think they're going to turn the corner and make the playoffs? 35 wins last year only. I they won 35 games last year. They were better than people expected, right? Yeah, but you're talking about you have to fight with Toronto, you have to fight with Chicago. I think I mean I think I'd rather be I'd rather be Indiana than I would Chicago or Toronto, I think, right now. Even if because I'd rather have Halliburton than like Siakam at this point, right? Like I like Siakam a lot, but I think I would be comfortable. You're saying, do I think they'll they'll miss the play? Like, do I think they'll be the sixth seed? No, yeah, I'm saying do you think they'll make the top eight, let's say. I do think they will. I think they will. Carlisle's a really good coach. They've got some interesting pieces. They might not be done. I don't know if Jarris Walker is like a guy that, you know, makes a ton of sense for them, but. I like I, that move. I like. I think he's the kind of guy with, next to Turner that'll be good. Yeah, um, I, I could see it. I mean, they have Bruce this. Brown, I think, makes sense next to Matherin if they play him together at all, because, you know, he's sort of the glue guy. Matherin just wants to score. They definitely need, they definitely do need Matherin to like take another step. And he kind of fell off a cliff at the yeah. end of last year. But. I don't know. It's it's interesting to me because, you know, there were really only a few teams that had cap space and Indiana was one of them. Right. And so they used it. And then Houston was the other one. And Houston made like what I would consider to be some like interesting moves. But I think Indiana got a lot better on the same kind of timeline as they have for like the rest of their team. Yes. But Houston, I don't, I don't really know because like they signed Fred Van Lee. The they jumped yeah. the gun. Like that's the team like Houston. I think Indiana or even Orlando, it's like, we're close. We just need like a little rocket booster, a couple of veterans in here. Houston like added the veterans to a team that like wasn't ready. And it's like, what are you going to do? Like It's weird. Van, they, like yeah. you're adding Red Van Vliet. This is an interesting stat they have on, I saw online. I think Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks were the only guys to shoot as often as they did and shoot under 40%. So Van Vliet, what, three years, like $130 million, uh, slightly more than Kyrie Irving. And then Dylan Brooks, four for 80. I was really surprised to see Dylan Brooks get four for 80. That's what I always say to you when we talk about this. It just takes one team, right? And I think Houston really wants to go all in on, like, being tough and, like, chippy. And I think it's a bad idea. It reminds me a lot. I, I yeah. like I like Fred Van Fleet. I think that's a fine signing, personally. But wouldn't you like it more for Orlando, who's like closer yeah, and have I, like winning players right now, at least? I also don't know that I really want Fred Van Vliet like into his later years either. Like I think Fred Van Vliet makes a lot of sense on like the Lakers. Like yeah. in Houston, like what are they trying to do? Right. Because here's well, the thing. also like, like if you want like a veteran mentor, there are cheaper guys out there. Monte Morris is like 10 million Tyus Jones 12 million like do you really have to pay 40 million dollars for this role I don't know I mean he's really good like like Van Vliet is very good right there's just no question about it like Dylan Brooks is a decent NBA player who can give you a lot of minutes on the wing he can I mean if he ever finds out how to make a three again like I think you know he's probably pretty reasonable but like to me it seems I don't know it seems really it's I have the perfect it reminds me so much of they also signed Jeff Green for six million, Jock Londale for one year guaranteed. Right, but four still, for thirty-two. That deal made no sense, even with one yeah. year guaranteed. It reminds me a lot of remember, like a few years ago, Sacramento, like overspent on all these veterans, like Trevor Ariza. 
Yeah. I forgot who else, but it was like, they just overspent on like three veterans to make a playoff push for the eighth seed and it didn't work. And then they ended up having to like trade and cut all those guys. It's like, it just feels like they, they went it too early in too much too early on a team that also those guys, you know, Fred Van Vliet's a good shooter, but like as a lead ball handler, he's not super efficient. Yeah, I mean, he's getting his own shot. Dylan Brooks is super inefficient. And then you have a bunch of guys who are inefficient on the young side. And I mean, Thompson can't shoot. So, like, what are we doing here? It feels like Brick City a little bit. Yeah, I would be surprised if Houston was, like, definitively better. Um, That was, they they were, and, you know, they they artificially helped drive up Brook Lopez's market. You know, there was a two for 40 deal on the table for Brook Lopez. And then Milwaukee came back with two for 48. So, that was kind of interesting. Um, but I don't know. That that deal to me doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. I, I, the Dylan Brooks one is more of a head scratcher than Van Vliet. I can understand Van Vliet. He's a winner. He's been a leader everywhere he's played. It does sound like the situation in Toronto got very bad towards the end of the time there. So I, I get it. But I think he's paid w- well within what he's worth, personally. I just... 40 like million. It's, it's a three-year deal. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I think it would be fine for a different team. I just don't. I agree. I, I can. I can get on board with that. I can get on board with that. All right. Let's talk about I think a, a lot of it is like intangibles. Like he's a tough guy, used to yeah, hard yeah. coaching. You know that he's going to like, you know, be a part of what Houston's doing. He's going to be good with Amen Thompson. Probably fight Kevin Porter one day in practice. You know, <laughs> it just seems like a team of knuckleheads. Though. <laughs> you know, it's and like, that's probably why they want Van Vliet. And then that's yeah. another reason. Like as crazy as this to say, like I think Dylan Brooks like getting away from John Morant. And getting did, in with did his like, mentorship work for John Moran? I don't know. Maybe not. All right. Let's talk about a couple other kind of like surprising deals. So Draymond back to Golden State, four for 100 seems fine, right? Like no no comments on that other than you don't think Draymond's yeah. good enough, which is fine. But the deal was always going to happen. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I'm not in love with what Golden State did, to be honest. Yeah. I, I think, think the teams did. in the West that really helped themselves or bolster their chances were like, the Lakers and the Suns. Lakers and the Suns. Because we we thought the Suns wouldn't have any depth, and they got depth. And yeah. they with the Lakers, they bolstered their depth. They're going to be in the mix. I think everyone's like you, acting like Denver's unbeatable team just because no, no, they good playoffs. And you know who like else those did teams well? are in the mix. So we'll, we'll, we'll cycle through these really quick. But you know who else did well, and I'm really excited about it? You, I thought you'd bring this up right away, but hmm. Dallas brought back Dante Exum all the way Ugh. from overseas. And he was pretty good. He shot 38% in Russia last year. So pretty excited about Dante Exum. I think Dallas actually did well. Sands what did they Exum. do? They might sign. They said they're trying to sign Tybal or maybe sign, sign, Yeah, they're, they're probably going to sign. They, they signed Tybal to an offer sheet. I don't know. I don't know what the offer is. But they signed Dwight Powell three for 12 rather than four for 45. Uh, they did sign Dante Exum. Like I said, I think that's uh, he was in uh, Croatia, actually, but. That was pretty good. They brought back Seth Curry. You know, I, I think they've done well. They, and they got, you know, they signed Kyrie for like a pretty reasonable deal for him. But let's talk about let's talk about Phoenix because, you know, Phoenix, in my opinion, we were kind of like, you know, how in the world is Phoenix going to end up with any depth, right? Like, how are they going to have a playable lineup? And it seems like what Phoenix did was they kind of came to the table and they were like, look, you saw what just happened with Bruce Brown. Like, he played on a title team. He took, you know, he flourished in his role and he just signed a $45 million contract, right? And so Phoenix goes and gets Eric Gordon, I think two-year veteran minimum, with maybe slightly over. All right, reasonable. Damian Lee, two-year minimum, very reasonable. 
uh, Keita Bates Jap, who we both agree, I think, is really ready to kind of like explode as like a role player, minimum mm-hmm. deal. I don't know how he didn't have a better market. I think that's a great signing. He was signing. on the 99 cent star guy. Yeah, I think that's a great signing. Drew Eubanks, you know, backup five man. He's played in Portland, played in San Antonio, minimum deal. Shimizu Metu, who like fell out of the rotation in Sacramento, but played 66 games. I think it was like a pretty good player on a minimum deal. Josh Akogi on a one-year deal. Like I, I get that he can't shoot, but he's like a good wing who can play defense and take an open three. I thought Akogi would get $10 million. Like I was really so like not, really not, 10, good, not 10 million for year, but I thought he'd get like two years, 10 million. He had a really good middle of the season and he was like being talked about, like he turned his shot around and he was shooting well and he was a good defender, obviously cooled off. Um, and then they signed you to Watanabe, who's a, you know, just a big time three point shooter. So like, I think, you know, Phoenix is still going to have to try to figure it out, but like Phoenix has found themselves a way to they have field the a playable roster. And isn't it interesting? I was thinking this too, like, let's say they break through. Um, Frank Vogel, right man, right place. Right, I think you know, Frank Vogel was right a good place coach. at the right time. I, I've said this to you before that I think Frank Vogel was a good coach. Let me ask you a question real quick about Phoenix. He could be, he could win his second title. If, and if they is he a Hall of Famer, probably, then, probably right? he made the you know, he, he made the what, Eastern Conference Finals a bunch in Indy. Like, let me ask you a question though. Let's say Phoenix wins the title, yeah. All right, and what does that do for Kevin Durant in your mind? And I know, like, you know, if we were famous enough, KD would love to, like, come on the show and be like, oh, man, like, you guys are idiots. You don't watch the game the right way. But, like, what's it do for him? I don't know. Because it's like the whole, like, you know, did you do it on your own or not is so weird to me. Because it's like people act like LeBron won on his own in Cleveland, even though he had Kyrie Irving. And then somehow Durant plus Kyrie Irving equals an unfair super team. I don't quite understand that math. And would this be winning on his own? Because Devin Booker maybe is a better player than him right now, to be honest, for a full 82 games. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it would move the needle that much in terms of how he's perceived. Yeah, it's kind of like, hey, man, this is like the 19th team you've been on. Like, you've yeah. built all of them. Like, you won a title. Yeah, but it'd be his, fun. His chance was Brooklyn. If he if they would have stayed and won in Brooklyn, then it would have been like, hey, it's hard to deny this guy. But he hasn't played well in the playoffs. He's... You know, he's played well in the playoffs. What are you talking about? I I mean, he was fine, but he's not like we were talking. He's also about won he like the two, best player. He's in the also NBA. won two Finals MVPs. He was honestly the summer. I mean, like the last his, his year back in Brooklyn to like the playoffs and then to the Olympics. Kevin Durant was the best player in the world. I agree. Yeah, but, but that, that's I mean that's what like two years ago now at this point. So yeah, but and then, since then he had two mixed result playoffs. I would say that the tough one to swallow is like for LeBron haters out there. I thought the Lakers had like a great day. I'm I'm kind of disappointed in it because it's like, man, we've we love bagging on Rob Polenka and we love talking shit about the Lakers, but like I thought the Lakers did really well, Zan. Well, it seems like Rob Polenka is getting better and better as a GM, honestly. And yeah, like thought- like getting Austin Reeves back, you know, he played really well. Get I thought the guy that's, that's sort of slept on in this, like. D'Angelo Russell, dude, everyone hates. Dude, but he's like, good. He, they, yeah, they, he's and, under. He's underpaid. Two years, thirty-seven million. That's a, a fantastic deal. It, well, he's the, underpaid. The great thing about D'Lo is, like, if you could say that, <laughs> it's like there's going to be time where LeBron misses ten games, AD misses twenty games. You're going to need a guy who's going to score twenty a game, and he can do that. He can do that. That's exactly yeah. right. It's. I, I think that's a fantastic deal. I thought a little healthy for Rui, uh, three for fifty-one, yeah, but like bad. Cam, kinda, I think we've given made up sense. on Cam Reddish, right? But Cam Reddish and Jackson Hayes are both, I think, reasonable, like, 
swings, right? Like well, reasonable. Twine prints, four million. Good that deal. seems Gabe fine. Vincent. Give you some size. Kind of takes up the spot that we thought was going to be um, Malik Beasley, and you have one year for that. And then Gabe Vincent, I think, is a pretty good. I've told you this before. Like, I wouldn't want to be the team that signs the Heat success stories for the bigger deals, just because. I, I don't know, man. Everything but he I can ever shoot. Thought, he's a he Gabe Vincent is fine. He's fine. That's a good deal. And I and I think the uh, I think that if you're worried about the Lakers, you'd say paying 17 to Rui. Is he going to close games? I don't think. Yeah, so. I don't. I don't think so either. Right? There, you would assume their closing lineup will be. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but it'll be Davis, LeBron, Reeves, right? You'd assume. Yeah. D'Angelo Russell, depending on who they play. And then. I, then I think Torian Prince. Probably. I, I don't know if it'll be Torian Prince. I don't know about that yet. But they, they also have other players on their team. So. Yeah. I mean, maybe as Rui, maybe it's Jared Vanderbilt in the right. Maybe, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's. and But like I said, I think, you know, for all the concerns that we had about like their depth in the past, I think they did a really good job. Honestly, and I, I think it'll matter less though, because it'll matter more in the regular season. And I think they can get into the back, back into the top four seed range. But if you talk about the playoffs, you're saying basically this is the same team that got swept, and then they add Gabe Vincent and Torian Prince. Like that's not going to make no. But those are but those are reason, winning. But you could play Torian Prince instead of Jared Vanderbilt, and all of a sudden, yeah. like you have to play five on five. And again, that's not to say that you can play Torian Prince. Like I don't know that. Right? They lost but, Lonnie yeah. Walker, who I thought they'd resign. Right? He went to Brooklyn. Um, Dennis Schroeder actually got paid reasonably well, finally, yeah, in Toronto. That's weird. Seems like weird. a weird deal to me. Uh, but yeah, I thought the Lakers did well. I, I don't, I don't want to like literally like slob the Lakers, but I thought the Lakers no, did but well. I thought, and I think it's a matter of, remember, it's hard to remember, but like they barely made the playoffs. They had to win the play-in. Like, no, and, and they played a lot better down the stretch. No, I agree. But like I think this cemented this thing of like, we're definitely making the playoffs. We're definitely in the mix. We're going to have a shot in the playoffs. And there's only a few teams in the West that I think can say that. And I think they're one of them, them Phoenix, Denver. Yeah. I would say that I probably, I don't, man, Golden State situation is really interesting, right? Because like, I just don't think that like, obviously they re-signed Draymond and then they signed Corey Joseph, but then the big acquisition is Chris Paul with Jordan Poole going to the wizards. And it sounds like they're trying to really leverage the Jordan Poole addition by subtraction kind of thing at play. But like, I don't think the Warriors are better. I mean, I, it's not to say that I don't think CP3 is better than Jordan Poole. I, I do think he is better right now. I think Jordan Poole is a sneaky, like, lead the NBA in scoring candidate if you want to bet on it because he's going to take up a zillion yeah. shots. But, you know, I don't think Golden State – I think, like, Denver is very clearly the class of the West. And then I do I, – like I said, I think Phoenix. I think the Lakers are right there. I think the Clippers, if they're healthy and depending on what they do – and then I'm I'm kind of interested in New Orleans. Like I don't really know. Well, that's what I'm gonna say. I have two sleeping giants here. And remember, I took Denver twenty to one to win the title. That's true. Your credibility has never been higher. I'm I Minnesota. I think the argument is like they were not fully healthy last year. We never really saw them gel. Who knows? I, and, I, and I, New I like, Orleans. I like what Minnesota <laughs> did this year. By the way, New Orleans has like such an interesting roster. Like you talk about it. Just like, it, like look, listen to this. Like two versions of the team they have. You want shooting? You have CJ McCollum. You have Jordan Hawkins, who they just drafted. You have Brandon Ingram. You have Trey you're, Murphy. You're not seriously relying on a rookie to come out of the gate and be a high level NBA. Shooter, I'm just saying, right? like, or he's a shooter. He's a shooter. Yes, you he's want a defenders. Jump you have Alvarado. You have Herb Jones. You have Dyson Daniels. You have everything around Zion. So it's just like, you know what's funny? Is Zion healthy? You know what's funny? Like, Herb Jones got four years, 54 million, right? As a restricted free agent, he got the Austin Reeves, like, max deal. 
And nobody was like, man, that's wild. Like everyone was like, yeah, Herb Jones. It was like, it was, I like saw that and I was like 54 million for Herb Jones, but like, he's a good player. Right. I, I just think, yeah, I think so too. And also, he's tall. And, where's, and- where, where's Bill Simmons's credibility right now? He like went on the air multiple times and said that like Zion was not going to be on the Pelicans after draft night. The well, Pelicans go, didn't do I'll, anything. I'll go a step further. Like this team, this new Orleans roster, it's a little young in places, but I think if Giannis was on this team, they would they could win the title. So it's just I like, believe that, but that you so, could put Giannis on like a lot of teams. Well, I'm just saying, can Zion be Giannis level? And no. it's fifty to one to MVP. The team's about the same to win the title. Let me ask you a question: If you had to guess Zion's weight right now, <laughs> what would you guess? I don't know. I think he, I don't. Know I think he can get in shape, guy. but like I'm just saying, like I, you know. He's I just getting, think if you play him, you've always wanted to play him as a small ball five. That's what he is. Let him play make. That's who yeah, he is. Like who is going to stop that team? Him with a bunch of shooting around him and him at the five. How I, do you defend that? You don't. They just don't defend. And then Minnesota, like Shake Milton, two for 10. I thought that was totally fine. I think Shake's a really good backup combo guard. Your boy, Nikel Alexander-Walker, two for nine. Seems fine. He actually has taken some steps forward. Troy Brown is always interested two for eight, but these are young guys with like reasonably high ceilings who can play multiple positions. I think that Minnesota did a good job. It just depends on what's going to happen with Carl Towns. I think they yeah. extended Anthony Edwards. And it's weird that he hasn't been talked about more in the trade market murmurings here and there, but it's, it's like, well, he did change the NBA, right? Like he's totally changed the NBA. <laughs> he did so, his job and changed the NBA. But it's, it's interesting. I don't know what the market for Towns is. He's so good when he's healthy, but yeah, also like he's such an interesting like, I don't want to give him the he has other interests, which means like he's not a basketball guy, because I do think he cares about winning. But it's like he makes a lot of money. He's injured a lot. Like it's maybe he's just better in Minnesota. But I'm interested to see what happens in Minnesota. I, I really am. I I, I bo- think buying low. If I was a GM, I would try to buy low on cap right now. I could see that. Um, a, a couple other things before we sign off. I was really very surprised uh, by the Dante DiVincenzo deal. Four years, fifty million with the Knicks. I think they liked him though, right? Yeah, I I thought like eight a year, Uh, twelve and a half. I thought was high. They wanted to get him very clearly. They're just trying to get Nova back together. Maybe they trade for Mikel Bridges, and all of a sudden they just run the twenty eighteen Villanova Wildcats offense. But thought that was kind of interesting. The Knicks are Jay Wright's available too. Yeah, exactly. The Knicks are interesting in my opinion because they do have like some assets to make some moves. The problem is, like, can you convince somebody that, like, R.J. Barrett is enough of, like, a swing to get somebody to play next to Jalen Brunson? I, I don't know if they can do that, right? But you could probably say, like, I don't know, to Portland, like, hey, here's R.J. Barrett and some picks. And they they have some reasonable assets. But the Knicks are probably a mid-tier team again, I would imagine, somewhere between eight and five. Uh, but that DiVincenzo deal I thought was high. And then I was really surprised, although I thought Kobe White played a lot better at the end of the season, I was really surprised to see him get 11 million a year. Like that deal to me, I, I like Kobe White as a buy low candidate um, for some other teams that wanted like a scorer. But three for 33 with Chicago after they re up Vucevic for 60 million. Like I just don't know what Chicago's doing. Like I think you asked me like who's leading the like all clueless market. Yeah, like, that's going to be my next pose actually. Chicago like, they're is on there. just like I, I just don't understand what they're doing. Well, you just honestly. sort of like treading water to the nth degree by i like javon walker types but like it's just like no javon uh carter. javon carter javon walker was a receiver right, right. Yeah. yeah you're right <laughs> he was pretty good for a couple yeah. years um javon carter but they signed somebody else who was just like a 
okay rotational player where it's just like what where's our upside and is it kobe white is it patrick williams yeah they signed those guys signed your boy tory craig playoff playoff buyout candidate every single year but these are guys who you sign if you're milwaukee and you're a title contender and you need a a seventh guy it's just it's very it's very odd another one that was kind of weird franz wagner got 13 million right he got like two years or no 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 sorry Two years, sixteen million. I think he got, and I do think, or no, not not France. Mo Wagner Whoa. got two years, sixteen million. Probably a situation where they're like, "Hey, man, we're going to give your brother eight million a year, so like you're going to take a little bit less when we're when we're ready to win." So I thought that was kind of odd. I, the Joe Ingles deal makes no sense to me, but maybe I just yeah, don't. Understand I, the, I was going to say Orlando. Yeah, you're you're mentioning Orlando because it's like I like Anthony Black, the the guy they drafted. You do too. Yeah, but then Grady but Dick have was literally sitting right there to pick. Like yeah, literally sitting right there. A bunch of guards there. who can't shoot already. Folds, Jalen Suggs has been struggling. So it's like Anthony Black is just adding to that. They just need more shooting. They had drafted Jet Howard, who most people are not as high just on. Didn't, didn't under, did not understand that. Maybe they're trying to get Jawan Howard to coach their team. Seriously. Um. But they're going to be interesting. There's not that many tanking teams next year, are there? There's going to be not right now. It's like Washington, maybe. Although they have a couple. Of no, they guys. just signed Kyle Kuzma to a hundred million dollar deal. That made no sense either. Yeah, and then who else is tanking next year? I wonder if like a team like Utah will pivot and San Antonio. No, Utah just gave Jordan Clarkson fifty five million. Do you think San Antonio is going to slow play Victor and tank? I think they're going to do whatever they can to keep Victor healthy. I don't think they're going to t- outright tank, but I do think if it's like. They've got 30 wins. They're 30 and 40 to end the yeah, year. And, and, and I don't want to hear you crowing because I, I don't anticipate Victor being really good as a rookie. Off I'm not. I, who's crowing about anything? Because I know he's going to have a bad start. you be like, you best prospect better than LeBron. LeBron. I probably like, will. I'll say that no matter what. Just to, just because. I, I actually think he's unlikely to win rookie of the year, partly because. He's not going to play enough. That's the problem. Yeah, he's not going to Game's limit. Chet makes the most sense for rookie of the year. He's an extra, he's a year older. He's been in the system for a long time. Like he's, he's played multiple summer leagues. Like Chet makes the most sense. Probably after Chet, I would say that it's kind of interesting because all the rest of the guys are kind of like younger. Right. And there's yeah. not a ton of like, like swing men. Right. So scoot probably makes the second most sense yeah. because it's, like, I think they're going to trade Dame and give him the keys. Right. But d- I mean, Wemby, Wemby obviously should be the odds on favorite for sure. Yeah. But he's like minus two twenty, which seems really high. That seems high. Yeah. Cause I'm telling like, you is this... he going to play 65 games? I wouldn't take that bet. All right. So little rapid fire here for us. Yes. That's hard. Give me who, what was the, what was your favorite deal of free agency? Um, Give me your favorite deal and then give me your most like under the radar deal that you think could end up having a huge impact. Well, I don't want to say huge impact because you talk about veteran mentorship. I mentioned Monty Morris. Like these are the kind of deals I would make. Detroit, I think, may be doomed either way. Like I just don't think they're ready and I don't think they have the high end upside. But getting Monty Morris for like two second round picks, like if you don't want a veteran, like that's the right way to do it. Um, I think so. That's probably not as exciting of a (laughs) move as you you want, as you want something. A little I more. Th- I, I don't think it's like unexcited. If you said that was your favorite deal, I said what was your favorite deal, and then under the radar deal that could impact. Well, I like the Aaron Gordon, Eric Gordon deal. I think he can play a few positions because he's thick. So <laughs> if they if they're closing with those three shooting guards, like I kind of like thick. it. But you know what I mean? Like I'd rather him be out there in the closing lineup than campaign, for example. I can see that. I, I actually think Keita Bates Chap was the one that, like, I thought, yeah, was the could- most. Like, like the most under the radar that I think could end up paying big dividends because I think he can close a lineup with Durant, Booker, Beal, and yeah, because like his shoot, he shot well last year. Maybe that's not going to last, but he's big. He's, he can handle the ball a little bit. Yeah. Like, 
He'll so that like one, a garbage I, man for them. I like that a lot. Um, I really, I truly, I was so excited to see Dante Axum back because if you'll recall, I think I picked him for most improved player and six man of the year and back-to-back years in Utah. And I was like, it's going to happen. But he was over in the EuroLeague. Like he made some shots. Like he's older now. Like I just, I'm really excited about that. Uh, I'm trying to look at my least favorite deals. You mentioned Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant is the worst. Jeremy Grant was the worst. I think Fred Van Vliet, as much as I liked him, another 99 cent guy, I think he's just set to disappoint on that contract. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't love, tr- truly, I don't love the Gabe Vincent number. Because I just I like I, it. I, he's already 27, though. So I guess you're paying for like his prime years. D- Dante, I thought was an overpay. Rui, I thought was an overpay. The other ones, Dylan Brooks, I really didn't like, but like I can kind of take it or leave it. I think Malik Beasley is the one that I, I'm, I'm kind of pretty interested to see how that goes. Right? Like I also really like George's Niang. I think that's a really astute signing for Cleveland specifically. Yeah, I like Torian Prince. I'm surprised that Minnesota. I think they did not take his deal, his option, which was like seven million. Yeah. At the very least, I think that's tradable. So. I guess not if the market said otherwise, but still, I, I think it would have been tradable. And the other one I kind of like that seems a little crazy is I Josh Richardson. Like for years, he's been like a throw in. He's a three and D guy, but Miami is bringing him back. You know, he's 30 now. He's making pretty much the minimum. Like I could see Josh Richardson like mm. having an impact in Miami. I, I think every team signs him with that in mind, and then and, and it just doesn't happen. Now. But he was yeah. good in Miami. That's how he got paid. Yeah. They also signed Thomas Bryant, which I'm kind of interested in because he's always he's never really been in shape, right? Like, and he's got to get in shape to play there. And then I I've told you this before, but I really like Drew Smith. They signed him to a two way, and we know that they have a way of like converting two ways. And I think Drew Smith is like a kind of a Bruce Brown type of guy in the sense that he can handle the boys a little bit bigger. He's an okay shooter. Whatever, but I, I mean, I like what Miami did. Honestly, like I, I think Miami. Do you had a- know anything? I, I thought it was interesting. The Kings brought back Harrison Barnes, brought back Trey Lyles, and then are bringing over this European forward who just you know won. About Euro- yeah, he just won Euroleague MVP. I think that he is uh, quite good. Who is? I'm just guessing he's like Miritich or something. I don't know. <laughs> is it who he's like? No, I no, not really. Right? He's he's more of a swingman. I guess like Miritich was like definitely a four. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess like I guess Vesnikov is a four man. Um, he'll probably be a stretch four. He moves better than Miritich did. Mirotich did like Miritich. That's right. I can never get his name right for some reason. He moves better than him. Like he was more of like a five man, a little bit heavier. You know, Vesnikov is like six nine, probably like I don't know, like two twenty, two thirty. So he's much more of like a high volume three point shooter, but also he's a guy that can move the ball a little bit. I think he can, you don't want to play him at the five, right? They re-signed Alex Len to play behind Domas, but I I do think he's a good signing for them. Uh, I think they were hoping to get in the market on kind of a swing man and maybe move on from Harrison Barnes, but I just, it's hard to get people to go to Sacramento, right? So this is kind of their big signing in my opinion. And then I do think it's a good name. Vesnikov. I mean, he did just win. He did just win Euroleague MVP. That's not a, and he was the Euroleague's top scorer. Like, I mean, I'm telling you, like we've we've heard this story before, but it's you know he averaged damn near 18, 18 and seven in the Euroleague on 38 percent shooting. So this is a guy that's put up numbers, and uh, he's he's listed as Bulgarian, Greek, and from Cyprus. Do you know the name of somebody from Cyprus? What that they're called? 
Mm, well, I have his Wikipedia up now. Okay. Well, Cypriot? Yeah, listed. yeah I don't even, I've never heard that word. Cypriot? Do you, so he's he must be Bulgarian, right? But if you're from Cyprus, you probably, have, you probably have Greek citizenship too, if you're from Cyprus. Yes. But they've had him, right? They've had him on their, you know, they drafted him, I think, a bunch of years ago. I don't I think he got drafted in 2017. So, you know, they've they've waited quite a while to like bring him over and they signed him to a And don't pretend deal. like you were not, you have not just Googled where Cyprus is. Well, I know where it is. You didn't know the, where it is? I thought it was closer Adri- to Greece. It's in the it Adriatic is. Sea, isn't it? Yeah, it's closer to Lebanon and wow. Turkey than Greece. Man, actually. I'm good. All right, what else you got on free agency? You got anything else? Free agency, draft, TV? You got no, anything? we'll see what we'll see what happens with Harden. I think Harden on the Clippers, I think, would be the most interesting, as you said. Um, Dame, I dude, how about bringing Harden and Russ back together? Russ took a minimum deal to come back to the Clippers. We're not even talking about it because, like, Russ on a minimum deal is a great contract as opposed to Russ making fifty million a year, but. Could you imagine a team with Russ, Harden, Kawhi, and Paul George on it? Russ would probably want to murder Paul George and, and Harden like on a very regular basis. Do you think, just, so final prediction, you think Dame's just going to Miami? You don't think like Boston's gonna swoop out of left field or I asked you this and you said you didn't think Jalen Brown was like worth it. Like the problem is wow. so so I will say, and then we can wrap this up because we've been going for about an hour, but like Portland, it doesn't really make sense unless you're getting like a young star back i don't think it makes sense to get like a 25 or 26 year old back i agree right so like you might as well either do it as a total salary dump or try to get like well that's why lamello ball so, right like that doesn't i, I wouldn't want lamello but that's why it's so day. poorly planned because it's like teams I, that could have just absorbed the salary can no longer do it's, like it's poorly planned in the sense that like there was no plan um well and other, also like you could have traded him before the draft and and maybe picked up like let's say the sixth pick or whatever it was and like built your team that way. Instead. Now you have to wait basically a year to like retail your team. Do you yeah, know? exactly. One, one other thing that we didn't mention that I, I felt like I should have miles bridges uh, accepted mm. his qualifying offer. Right. So he's going to be an unrestricted free agent next year. He obviously did not play all of last year. Charlotte gave a max extension to Lamella ball. They drafted Brandon Miller and now they re they add miles bridges back into that equation. Um, they're going to be pretty good or decent, I think. I don't know if they'll be pretty good. They also lost a bunch. They, they have like all of the same small guards, right? Like I really like that he's drafted Mari Bailey, but they also drafted Nick Smith, who I liked. But then they still have James Booknight. And, you well, know, so- forget those guys. But you have Lamella with three big forwards now with Gordon well, Hayward, Bridges, and. Well, Brandon it kind of Miller. decides what, what are they going to do with PJ Washington, right? And what are yeah. they going to do? What are they going to do with. Um, and are, is Mark Ray? Williams going to start? Because I think he'd be good. So Charlotte has interesting things, but you know they did add Miles Bridges, who is still 25 years old. So hey, sneaky looking ahead, I'm telling you, sneaky coach of the year pick there because they Steve have some Clifford. talent. Yeah, if they win 40 games, is this like the Kings last year? I don't know. Yeah, that's that's reasonable. All right, that's it for us this week. He is in. It's fun Ellison. to talk again about this. I'm glad your family's doing better. Yeah, I am um, too. Really, yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't stress that enough. I am I am also glad. <laughs> all right i am uh he is dan underscore ellison on twitter and reddit you can email the show xander ellison at gmail.com and uh we will be back next week to talk summer league probably got to talk about chat when yeah in, uh, summer league like, really they need to space this stuff out like the nba needs to take a yeah break. man the other day like the i think it was like what saturday night or sunday night like the sacramento league started and i was like man i've got to watch this so i watched uh i watched a little bit of salt like i watched chet's 
uh, game just to see kind of how he it looks looked. good. He does. He's look good. good. He's a good player. He's he good has a good feel for the game. He's the new Marcus Banks, summer league all star. All right. Anyway, we will uh, <laughs> and also back. productive everywhere he's been. That's, That's true. Time. That's true. We'll be back next yeah. week. Uh, it's always a pleasure, Zan. Thanks for listening to the Underdog Sports NBA Show with your host, Tyler Laurie and Zandrick Ellison. Tune in next week for more NBA storylines and news.